0: Unique in all of the world religions is the idea of rest, not in just sleeping, not in just taking a nap, but truly ceasing and resting. And what's especially unique is that the God of the entire universe, the creator of all mankind, gave us this rest so that we would learn to be more like him. And we're going to talk more about that today in our Bible study. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Richmond and this is the Dwelling Richly Bible Study where we love God, heart, soul, mind, and strength. We are women who enthusiastically and intentionally dwell in the Word and let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly. You can find Bible studies and video teaching like this on my blog and the Dwelling Richly podcast. Subscribe to this channel. Hit that little church bell so you can get notified whenever I drop a new video. Let's get into the Word all right well here we are in lesson two and it's day nine and as usual i uh, will be recording day nine with day 10 here for you so that you can just go right into that and get your mind focused and thinking about what you're going to do for your create and share moment we'll talk about that at the end of the study and as you can see also i don't have my friend in here in here anymore (laughs) i hope you enjoy being with me and libby Uh, as we, uh, I went away for a a little sabbatical study time and she was able to join me, and it just was fun to be able to record that last video together. And uh, again, like I mentioned in the previous video, if that's something that you're interested in doing, I'd love for you to join me. I'm gonna go ahead and share a link at the end of this. Uh, you'll see that below here in the comments, or in the um, description, and uh, join me if you're interested. You can join me right here in person like I did with my friend Libby, or you can join me uh, through um, you know, Zoom or wherever technology we end up using, but I'd love to have you join me, whether it's on video or even just audio. Uh, be a part of the Bible study. It's all about dwelling richly in the Word and in community as well. And I, I just love the dynamic when I get to share this time with someone else, so if that's something you'd be interested in, uh, follow this link and look for it in the show notes here so that you can get connected with me and i'd be happy to do a film and enjoy a bible study time with you as well all right let's go ahead and get into the word today uh, again we're in lesson two and it's day nine which will go right into day 10 and we'll let's open in prayer uh, go through our memory verse and uh, jump into our scripture today which is the beginning of chapter two we are two lessons in of our Genesis study. And we're just now getting into the second chapter of Genesis. We've got kind of this big overview we've done. Our very first lesson was reading all of Genesis. And I want to give a big shout out and thumbs up, high five across the waves here to all of you who uh, were here at the beginning and read through Genesis. That's a that's a big accomplishment as so you should be um, satisfied and thankful for that and uh, know that you've done something that very few people ever accomplish reading an entire book of the bible especially one as big as genesis so good job on that if you have not done that yet i want to encourage you to take the time to do that just break it up into little little sections and i would i would say um, you know maybe divided up over the next lesson and really try to read through all of Genesis. It's going to really change your perspective as you go through the rest of this study with me uh, in Genesis. So give it a try and do that. And uh, of course, here we are again in day nine, wrapping up our second week together, 14 days and um, moving on and looking forward to being with you guys in person or online as you join me for our time of fellowship and the message coming up. Let's go ahead and pray and thank God for the grace and the wisdom that we have to finish this Bible study. Let's go to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word, for your love for us, for our community here together. Bless our time. We thank you've given us grace and wisdom to understand and to move in a little deeper and understand your word even better. And we know that comes from you. So thank you right now. Bless our time together in Jesus' name. Amen. And our memory verse, which we know because you guys have been singing it. I was wondering, though, can you say it without singing it? Sometimes I find that hard. Like, what's I, if I learn a song, it's hard to, hard to just say the words. So how are you doing on that? <laughs> Let's go ahead and sing it again here together. If you're by yourself in the car, sing along with me, or if you're with a a friend, you guys all sing with me. And Let's go ahead and sing our verse together and continue to commit this verse from Psalm 104 to memory. We're in verses 33 and 34, and this song is using the wording from the New International Version. Here we go. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord so that's Psalm uh, 104 verses 33 and 34 and I'm I'm imagining out there, as you guys are hopefully singing along with me, maybe some of you are even trying to harmonize. And it will be fun when we come together, if you're singing it, and maybe you can even throw in some harmony on it as well. So I hope, hopefully you've enjoyed that. I have actually really enjoyed your comments, uh, sending me little texts and messages in in the comments here below. Uh, And then, Sandra, thank you also for that suggestion. If the Lord gives me another song moving forward... I'll take it, and Sandra's suggestion was maybe we could do it in a round. Maybe the Lord will give me a a melody that would work together as a round. Who knows? So as most of you know, I I write these studies as we go. And so as I'm studying it, the Lord gives me a melody or not, and we just go from there. So I already have a song for us for our next memory verse. So a sneak peek of of that. If you want to go to my website, it's already up. But uh, I have a song to teach you for our next memory verse as well. So, yay, I'm glad. (laughs) All right, um, let's go ahead and take a look again at our study and uh, move forward with our reading, which is from Genesis 2, uh, verses 1 through 3. And I have that here on the screen. The seventh day, God rests. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. All right. So that sets us up on our final passage. I have the today's focus there blank for you today. I'd like you to to think about as we go through this lesson, what would you say is the main focus of today's lesson? What stood out the most to you? And take a minute to jot that there in uh, the top of the lesson page. All righty. Uh, What you doing today, God? And our pattern for the first three questions remains the same throughout this particular uh, lesson. What you doing today, God? So let's take a look at God's actions from this passage. Well, um, he finished, he ceased, um, he blessed, and he made holy. And uh, I love reading it in the Hebrew. You can see those verbs. They all start with a similar root, and it's fun to follow along in that. And uh, you'll get better at that, and we're going to do a little bit Oh, I think actually we're not going to do Hebrew today, but anyway, we'll continue to do Hebrew throughout this lesson, or future lessons, but uh, yeah, good job on learning the Hebrew that you've already done so far. Um, What's new? Well, besides all of creation, make notes, words, phrases that are familiar from previous passages. Also make note of anything new. And really, everything was worded very differently today, and so there's no real big repeats. Um, but there is something new, and that's pretty much every verb that he just said. And because we're wrapping up the patterning part, we don't know if this, we, you, you know, in a sense, you won't know if this creates a further pattern. It doesn't. But uh, we're going to talk about patterns again in Lesson 3. So really, um, not, not a lot under repeats, but just all the new words, which are all the new verbs, finished, ceased blessed, which he said before, but made holy, which is different. All right. So hopefully you jotted that down. Number three, review and connect. Which verses from Psalm 104 connect to this day of creation? So let me go ahead and get Psalm 104 called up. And the verse that I felt uh, stood out to me, particularly in Psalm 104, was verse 31. I have it here on the screen. May the Lord, may the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. And as we see here on this seventh day, uh, we have a sense of God's pleasure and his ceasing from all his work because everything that's happened is very good. And he makes that day holy. And I just have that sense of satisfaction from God and that he uh, rejoiced in his works. Uh, and then also, I think, uh, verse our song, verses 33 uh, through 35, really, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will uh, sing praise to my God while I have being. May my meditation be pleasing to him for I rejoice in the Lord. And then this shift here, the author of the psalm writes, "Let sinners be consumed from the earth, and let the wicked be no more." Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. So we have this concluding focus on here's everything God made. I want to sing about it. And we, same thing, we have this concluding verse seven, and you know, done creating, everything's done. He's ceasing from his works, and it's just a day of ceasing and although it doesn't say it in the in the passage we know because we know the pattern that's been created for this sabbath that it is a day of rejoicing uh, if you if you attend church on us on the sabbath that's your sabbath day in a sense then that's a day of re- really turning our focus to God corporately so that we're all doing it together in a sense right So I'd be curious for you, out of Psalm 104, which of the verses stood out to you that connected back to this passage? Those are the verses that connected to me. I've just really enjoyed seeing and moving through this Psalm and seeing the parallels to Genesis one. And for me, and and these verses of Genesis two, for me, I love making those connections. I love reading a passage over here, let's say the Psalms, and having it cue in my mind, whoa, that reminds me of, and obviously in our case, in this lesson, Genesis, and it just parallels so nicely. So I hope that's also a, an awakening for you in a sense in terms of how you go about doing your study, that when you see passages in the Bible that uh, remind you of uh, another one, that you make those parallels. That's not accidental. And uh, it, you might even find, if you look at the cross-references, the little verses that go back and forth and connect within the Bible, you might find they are already cross-referenced. So enjoy that and use that as a way to enrich your own personal study. That's why I strongly encourage, and I'll always keep encouraging you, to get a Bible that emphasizes having cross-references. It's okay if it has study notes as well, of course, but I really prefer a Bible that's just plenty of space for me to write notes and really has good cross-references. I've mentioned this before, and I didn't get it ready for you know videoing right now, but... The ESV Wide Margin Cambridge Bible is fabulous for that, and uh, ask me about that at Bible study or uh, send me a message and I'll send you the link where I got it. And uh, I've loved that Bible so much. I love writing the notes and I love all the cost references. And again, I've really enjoyed going through Psalm 104 and making those connections back, and we're going to close with some more thoughts from that um, in our lesson today as well. If you've already done the lesson, then you already know where we're headed and all that. Okay. All right, so um, let's go ahead to uh, number four. Did you notice, did you notice something's missing from day seven? What phrase that has been repeated at the end of every day of creation is absent on this day? Well, there's no evening and morning. We don't get, and there was evening and there was morning the seventh day. If you'll recall, and I'll go ahead and scroll back up so you can see it here. Uh, So God bless the seventh day. That's it. We get the seventh day. He rested on the seventh day on the seventh day. God finished. OK, so we have all these, but we don't get evening and morning on the seventh day. Why do you think that phrase is left out? So this is a personal opinion, and I, I'd be curious based on what you've studied, what triggers in your mind like, oh, I wonder why there's no um, setting and rising of the sun. Uh, up for the seventh day. No evening, no morning. Jot your thoughts down here. I'll share a little bit about my thoughts on that in the upcoming message. Be sure to listen to that. That'll be um, added to this playlist, of course. And then just so you know, and maybe you already did, uh, but I have two playlists for the Genesis study. One is all of our lessons, and then one is all of our messages and so uh, if you, you have all the messages will literally by the end of the study we will give you genesis chapter 1 verse 1 all the way through to genesis 50 in the end of that chapter in one playlist and then all the lessons will be in this playlist that you're watching right now so please do uh, take a minute to watch the messages those of you who are just joining us online um, because you're going to get that extra layer of um, thought and process, and uh, hearing from me on some of my thoughts and opinions on things as we go through and study as well. Okay, <laughs> let's see. Uh, number five. Turning my page over here. Uh, read Genesis two two. Scroll that so you can see it. Read Genesis two two, from several versions. I recommend the following English Standard Version. Uh, names of God, Bible, New International Version, Amplified, and tip online resources like Bible Gateway or Bible Hub are very helpful because you put the verse in and it just gives you automatically this parallel. I'm going to go ahead and put that on the screen so you can see that. All right. Well, you can see the link to this page right there on your lesson notes, BibleHub.com parallel. Um, you don't even have to type that in. Just go to BibleHub.com, find Genesis 2-2, and then tap the parallel um a little note there and it will open you up to that part so what you'll see and i love this is because it categorizes them in these three columns modern classic and literal translations and uh, the literal will be the very it tends to be a little awkward to read because it's going to be word by word just to word translating from the hebrew directly over to the english and so it doesn't always it sometimes misses nuances because it's just literally taking a word but you will get closer to the original hebrew word but you might need to do a little digging to understand the nuance of it Uh, modern translations would be probably what most of us have which would be like uh, the new international uh, the new living um, the esv which i just mentioned of course the translation that i grew up with which was the nasb and then Over here is the um, Classics. Again, you probably have this, King James, and then the New King James, which just takes it and, for the most part, just moves out the these and the thou. There are some wording differences sometimes, but anyway, here we go. So let's take a look at the ways that the word Shabbat is translated. Note the version and the wording. Of course, the word Shabbat is mentioned for you over here in the um, the little call-out box on the side, Shabbat. Shabbat can be translated cease, desist, or rest, and uh, we you might have heard the phrase or the wording pronounced um, Sabbath, Sabbath. So we we the actual Hebrew word is Shabbat, and um, uh, you might have heard of friends who are attended church the. um, seventh-day Adventist and they have they keep their the Sabbath on the seventh day by tradition of course Jews to this day do that as well so do messianic Jews and uh, some Russian uh, denominations as well do the same so this is the Hebrew Shabbat and let's see what other translations how they word this or translate the same exact word because it can be translated these different ways and I think by understanding that you start to understand uh, Learn some of the nuances that one Hebrew word can really be expressed and give nuances um, in English. So let's take a look at um, the New International NIV where it says the seventh day he had finished the work he is doing and he rested from all his work. So he finished and he rested from all his work. Um, and then let do the Young's literal. I thought that was a good one. You get the, the TH endings there. But you have the youngest literal, and God completeth by the seventh day his work which he had made, and seeth by the seventh day all his work which he has made." So we have uh, cease, ceaseth, that's quite a tongue, twi- a tongue twister. Uh, the Good News translation, I'll swirl down here, I thought that one was interesting, it says, the GNT, or the Good News, that by the seventh day God finished what he had been doing and stopped working, stopped working. Um, and then the NET, which is right here, by the seventh day God finished his work that he had been doing, and he ceased on the seventh day all the work he had been doing. And I want to show you how this looks in the Hebrew. So let's go to the interlinear. give this a second for my browser to find it. And here we have uh, this word. Um, you can see it right in here. Uh, well, actually, what? Oh, that's an interesting, that's not the word, but it's the same root word. Seventh is the same as the Shabbat word. And uh, let's see, where's my Shabbat word? And he rested. So it's way yishbat right here. And that's the same root word uh, that we get Shabbat from. And you can see it kind of tucked in here on seventh. And here it is seventh again. And ended. Wakai. So these are the two different verbs. But this is the word Shabbat that we're looking at here um, way yishbat right there. And there's your little. Hebrew wording if you're working on trying to write those and of course in a box there you can work on practicing writing those as well. Alrighty, so does God need rest? <laughs> this is a really simple answer and it comes from your Bible verse from the previous lesson, Isaiah 40, 28. Um, he does not grow weary, right? God does not grow weary. He does not need rest. So, It might say rested in your translation, but it's not because God was yawning after all of his work for those previous six days. Uh, You and I need rest. We need a good nap or two here and there, right? God does not need rest. So plain and simple answer on that one, no, he does not need rest. Number seven, context, context, context. Use your notes from the message on day one to help you answer or use the introduction to Genesis in your Bible. Some of you have great introductions in your Bibles, and I will just show you something here as well. If you open up the sidebar um, on Bible Gateway, so they offer some good uh, study notes right there, and it will also give you an introduction to your the book of the Bible that you're studying. So if you're looking for simple, quick, Introductions. I do recommend going on Bible Gateway for questions like this and making use of those resources as you go as well. So, um, using your notes, because we did cover this, who wrote Genesis? Moses. Who was the original audience? Ancient Israelites, the Hebrews, circa 1400 BC. There's differing opinions on that, but that's a good, good basic one. On what occasion, situation was this likely, was it likely written? Well, it was likely written. after Sinai, so they had gotten out of Egypt and they're at Mount Sinai They get the Ten Commandments and they head on out and they end up wandering, a very short path but a very long wander, uh, through the wilderness for 40 years until uh, the complaining generation falls out and during that time Moses begins to write uh, Genesis and the rest of the Pentateuch or um, the Torah and uh, before he goes into Jordan it's completed for the most part, and that's how we get Genesis. So considering that, what did God tell his people about um, the Sabbath? Well, remember, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, the first five books, the Pentateuch, um, were all written to instruct God's people, and Moses is part of that pathway of giving God's word to his people. And so here we get the Sabbath mentioned right at the beginning in Genesis, and then it gets mentioned again at sinai it's obviously in the ten commandments so let's take a look at those passages i'm going to close up this little sidebar here before i move on all right so um let's take a look at exodus th- uh, 16 and 31 and so forth like that all right um exodus 16 c the lord has given you the sabbath therefore on the sixth day he gives you bread for two days and um oh i don't think i scrolled up enough so you guys can see that what i was reading there you go remain each of you in his place and let no one go out of his place on the seventh day so the people rested on the seventh day and the lord said to moses you are to speak to the people of israel above all you shall keep my sabbath this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that i the lord sanctify there's that word sanctified or made holy, like he did on the Sabbath, you shall keep the Sabbath because it is holy for you. Everyone who profanes it shall be put to death. Whoever does any work on it, that soul shall be cut off among his people. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh is a Sabbath of solemn rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day shall be put to death. Therefore, the people of Israel shall keep the Sabbath. This is pretty strict, right? Observing the Sabbath throughout their generations as a covenant forever. It is a sign forever between me and the people of Israel that in six days the Lord made the heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And he gave to Moses, when he had finished speaking with him on Mount Sinai, the two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone, written with the finger of God. All right. And then in Leviticus, the Sabbath, six days shall work be done, but on the seventh is a Sabbath of solemn rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord in all your dwelling places. And then finally in Deuteronomy. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or daughter, or your male servant, or your female servant, or your ox, or your donkey, or any of your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates." that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. Everyone rests. God did it. I want my people to do it. (laughs) So he makes this abundantly clear for all. And we see this word holy, sanctified, special. The idea is there. Uh, Set apart and don't do what you have been doing. Set this day aside. It is sanctified. It is holy for me. And it's a sign and it's a sign forever for god's people that it creates their peculiarity it creates the difference uh, between them and the rest of the nations in that way and other ways as well all right and then number eight um all right blessed and sanctified i've written it there in hebrew and then transliterated it for you so that you can pronounce that um, blessed and sanctified you feel free to practice writing your hebrew if you want to just don't forget to write it from right to left not left to right uh, what day of creation did god also bless well if you recall that was day six and did god make that day holy no that day was not set apart sanctified and made holy so kadesh the hebrew word for holy means to be set apart and i fixed a little t there i know that's missing uh set apart sanctified or consecrated why do you think he made the seventh day holy? Here's another why do you think verse and I'd like you to be able to support your thoughts with scripture as you were able. Well, he wants no work to be done. God ceased from his work. God wants us to be like him. And we're going to see again this more in Genesis chapter two coming up in our next lesson. But no work because you're set apart. All the other nations work, 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 nonstop, nonstop. You are different. You are distinct. And you have my image. Uh, You will bear, ultimately, eventually, you will bear my name, right? So, you will look different. And so, this is a special holy day. Uh, Everything else is normal, these, you know, systems running, as usual, that's creation. Day seven, is different. Rest, stop, cease, right? Make that separate to God. I'm excited to go over this with you in our lesson uh, together coming up. I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on this. Drop a comment and let me know what you guys think and what occurred to you as you were doing this lesson as well. All right, thinking biblically, number nine. What would it look like in your life with your family, your personal time at work if you lived out Genesis 2, uh, 1 through 2 and Psalm 104, uh, 33 to 34 today? Consider how these passages, what um, God uh, passages, what changes, oh, I need to make it, little typo there. I need to fix that one as well. Uh, What changes might need to happen for you to make this a reality? Write your thoughts here, then pause and pray about this and um, ask God to, well, again, typo. (laughs) So my closing thought on that is to ask God to help you make that true in your life. Ask God to help you understand this passage and apply it in a way that glorifies him in your life today. All right. So uh, number nine on this one, I'm, you know, again, bringing it back together with um, psalm one hundred and four. I just see that at the end of that psalm, may my meditation, what I have been saying in this psalm, reviewing all of creation, may that meditation be, make it be pleasing to you. May the things that I think about glorify you, God. And uh, that what a perfect day to cease from our working, to stop, and to say, I want to make my life focused on you, and to, to recount the ways that you are, have made, well, have made me and then all of creation and how you have called me out to be separate and to be made holy for you. And how would that impact my life and my family? In terms of just having that day to say, nope, this is protected, this is is the time that we're going to breathe and focus on God, I'm going to be in fellowship, I'm going to be with my church family, I'm going to turn my heart, my eyes, my body, my money. My clothing, what I wear, everything I can possibly do to say, this is different. I'm going to cease my regular day. I'm going to get myself into church and, um, and rest and be there um, with the community as well. Of course, the New Testament helps us to understand that a little more. We'll talk about that again in our message coming up. But those are just some of my thoughts, what that would look like. It would bring me closer in community. It would help me know with integrity that I'm living out what God has asked for us to do in his word. And uh, it gives me that time to just kind of reset and breathe and refocus on what's the most important. And that's God in my life, right? God in all of our lives. All right. Let's go ahead and take a look at day 10 as we close. Day 10, as always, is our create and share. There's a place for you on this to write a um, psalm again. Practice singing that. Don't forget to have that committed to memory and not just saying it, right? Or singing it, but being able to, to say it actually as well. But day 10, and maybe you did this as we were going through the lesson, is for you to just illustrate how. what, what comes to your mind. What would you put in there? Illustrate each day of creation. Draw, cut, cut and paste. College, uh, collage, collage, not college. Um, collage, use nature, get creative, get the kids involved. Uh, have fun. Don't forget to share. And if you do share, take a photo, send that out, and post it on social. Use our hashtag dwelling Richly. All right. On the back page, your last page there, I I know I pointed this out to you uh, throughout our, our lesson, but I just want to do it again right now just to remind you. Of course, you're here right now, so I don't need to remind you, but maybe you can share this with a friend. Take a screenshot, share it with a friend. Click uh join me of course on the dwelling richly um, podcast or um the video which is what you're doing right now so once again thank you and then also please leave a comment like and all that I've asked that before but I really I ask it repeatedly because who knows popping in you know any given day if you like this content and enjoy what I'm trying to do here hit the like button before you leave and uh, do leave a comment it's an easy roll call I do read the comments I try as best as I can to respond and I absolutely will pray for you by name when I see hopefully you're using your actual name so I can pray for you some of the names I don't know. But anyway, I try to pray for everybody who leaves a comment. So thank you for doing that. And then here's my sweet friend, Amy. So uh, Amy is the one who has created almost all of the illustrations that are in this study, like the cute borders that you see, the fun animals that you've seen, even the, even this little um, <laughs> little phone with the headphones coming out of it. She created all that. And she's got a great blog. And a website where you can actually order some of her great things, uh, like her calendar coming up for the new year, cards, just little gifts and things. So please go support Amy. She is a dear friend and loves the Lord and has been a joy to partner with in doing uh, the illustrations for this Bible study. So I want to give a shout out to her. and thank her again and just uh, want you guys to connect and enjoy what she has to offer as well so all right, wow that wraps it up lesson two done and done good job i will see you hopefully in person at uh, bible study or online make sure you join us and then going forward just a quick reminder uh... if you haven't already registered for the bible study going forward this will be uh... the last bible study that the printed version will be available um, for free um, and uh, we want to make that available for free. I should say a printed version available for people, even if you haven't registered. But going forward after this uh, lesson, you will need to make sure you've registered. And if you um, can pay and support the ministry, 100% of this goes to uh, La Mirada Christian Church and supporting our community and helping women to draw closer to God and support them and their families and all that good stuff, too. I don't get any of that. This I don't make a penny off of any of this stuff. Uh, this is just... Um, through the of Church and our ministry to try to teach uh, the word and get the word out into the hands of uh, women like you who want it and want to learn more. So thank you for doing that. So please register. This will be the last lesson you'll have available uh, even if you haven't registered. I want you to get them and if you can make a donation, uh, we ask for $30 and that covers the entire study all the way, every single lesson. So that'll be 13 lessons and also a really good price. So you can give more if you'd like, but you can do that and I will leave the link here and in the show notes below god bless you all for being here thank you and know as always that you are loved and prayed for and i look forward to being back here again with you real soon bye-bye for now